Welcome, welcome, welcome. Real Stories Podcast listeners to season three of Real Stories Podcast with Graham and Brian. Yep, everybody, we are back for our third season of Real Stories, and we're super excited. We really are. This is going to be a fun season. Uh, we kind of came to an abrupt stop last year, but I think we've got a, a good thing going, so we're going to keep going with it. Yeah, we're. I, I know one of the rules of podcast production is that you, you have to keep putting content out, and Brian and I don't always do it real regularly, but I think all of you understand that this is like just a hobby. Also, I think you all understand that we're just natural-born rebels. We so. are. Yeah, we buck the system. So we do have a good season lined up. We have probably about six in the queue that we think we have. I think so, and then and probably another three or four that are pending. Yep, that are pending, and then we'll... I, I think we have some cool stuff to talk about and some good people. I think everybody's going to be happy with season three of Real Stories. What did all did we talk about in season two? Can you remember, Brian? We did the uh, Marseille's accident investigation. I do remember that one. That one got a lot. Uh, a lot of people like that. By the way, if you listen to that whole thing, I did notice that at the end I said Marion instead of Marseille's at one point. I caught that the too nerve. late. I know. The nerve. Uh, yeah, so that one was that was good and interesting. Yeah, uh, People like that one. We did the Wyandotte. We started last season with the Wyandotte. Uh, treaties oh yeah of removal and then you know we had a lot of good guests we did uh, last year so every and and you know we thank everybody for listening and for you know giving us new ideas i, I have a lot of people like oh you know what you should do and, we do yeah and, and we're trying to figure out some of those ideas we're trying to figure out how to create a full episode out of them and some of them we may have to merge together but uh we, we've got some plans. Yeah. So. I've been thinking about like a top 10, you know, just like a, or a 10 things episode where we're things. just like, hey, here's 10 random things about Wyandotte County that yeah. maybe we only could talk about for 10 minutes each or something. But we also might talk be about good. some stuff that isn't necessarily Wyandotte County. Like uh, a, a lot of people in this area have a connection to the Georgian Bay in, in Ontario. And, and we've talked about some, uh, maybe some history of that area. Uh, we, we, we've got some, some stuff in the can for sure. We're we're still working on that that swank house episode. Um, yep, what's coming? Yeah, and and once again the, uh, the the our guest today we forgot to ask that our guest to. <laughs> we talked about it. And we then we never talked did about it. it and yeah. Forgot to forgot to get something in the can, but that's okay. Yeah, so it is early October here in Ohio. Geez, it's actually almost mid October. It, it is. Yeah, uh, and yep. the leaves are falling outside. It's beautiful. It's oh, a sixty one degree day out there. And nice sunny. breeze. Yeah, oh, it's beautiful. It's the beginning of the raking season it's the beginning of the raking season uh you know one thing i just thought about brian mentioned that you know we do do this show it's kind of wyandotte county centric but we try to talk about it's like maybe people from wyandotte county but the stories reach further than you know the sandusky river valley for sure yeah and actually uh one of my colleagues in california has started listening to them (laughs) nice from a small town in texas actually and uh so, Lainey, if you're listening, thank you for listening. Thank you, uh, Lainey, for listening. Yeah. yeah, well, that means we, and then, you know, a couple of our friends from Texas, yep. I think, listen. And Colorado. we have people in Colorado listening. So, everybody out there, you know, we, we love that you guys are listening and we super appreciate everybody's support. We have had a few requests this year for some shows. We, we talked about wine stock, maybe doing a, oh, like yeah. a wine stock uh, story and... Uh, the Wyandotte County Fair, which I do think would be interesting. And yeah. we have some stuff like that that's in the queue that will be 
good, I think. And since Green just committed us to them, I guess we're doing them. And, 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 well, and, maybe this and year, we're doing maybe the Whitefish year. Falls ones, too. Yeah, we, we've talked about Whitefish Falls. We've talked about, you know, maybe getting, uh, you know, like some golf course owners to come on if we could get them to come on. So we'll see. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll throw it out there and we'll see what everybody thinks. But I think you guys are going to be excited about today's guest. Oh, um, for sure. Who uh, is just a class act human being. Really and, super cool person. Yep. Yeah, uh, super really great, cool. Has some great experiences. Uh, highly educated. Highly yeah. educated. And this this was more of an episode just sort of about uh, careers. Yeah. Like it, it became way more about that than I think we thought it was going to be. And uh, it just was interesting. So, uh, Brian, who's our guest today? Today's guest is Sue Baker. Sue Baker. How do we end up with Sue Baker? Well, we talked to Sue Baker one night and she thanked us for doing a podcast and we said, you know, you have a great story. Let's hear it. Yeah, she did. She's oh, she's one of our many dozens of listeners. <laughs> and Sue Baker is an upper girl who went away, uh, got a degree from Ohio State in food science and worked for several different uh, food. Campbell's, Stouffer's, Nestle. Yep. Yeah, and has a has a cool husband with a great mustache, and they've got you know you see them walking dogs around town, and they're just people about town, good people. I think everybody's gonna like yep. th- this she, one. She's had a great career, wasn't afraid to move to do to make advances in it, and uh, ended up back here. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, she's been all over. So I think let's just get to it. Yep. Okay, everybody, I hope you guys enjoy right. this episode of uh, well, okay, Real so Stories Podcast with Sue Baker, season three. Yeah, and Brian, we actually were gonna do. Sue at the end of last season, and then Brian and I got busy. And well, it wasn't just us because, to be fair, Sue went to Barcelona, I believe. Barcelona, yeah, for a wedding. So we, it the timing just didn't work out, and it worked out better to start the new season with her. So here we are. Yeah. All right. So do do we have any questions for? Just gonna get right into it. (laughs) Well, let's just dive right into it. Go for it. Yeah. So let's start at the beginning. Born. Year. So you're from up Year, right? date. Out, yes. No. I, I, was, I was born. Uh, my mom uh, grew up in, in town. She was born in, in town and she was in, raised here. And I was, um, I was born in 19. Yeah, it's fine. Yes. <laughs> and um, at the time, my mom was a single mom. This, yeah. is the, this is the part that hasn't really been talked about much. Uh, my mom was a single mom and I was. Um, going to be given away. I was going to be given up for adoption. Yeah. Yep. And she gave birth to me and she couldn't do it. Oh my gosh. Wow. So I was in a foster home for, I don't, my aunt and I can't remember. My mom told me, but I don't remember if it was a, a week, two weeks. She didn't have any baby stuff. So she had to come home Yeah, and she had to get ready for a a so, newborn. So this is right after you were born. This is so, right I mean, after she, okay. was born. she was going to, you were going to be adopted <laughs> up until adopted. the day. And then that day she like held you in her arms and it's like a change of heart. Wow. She couldn't do it. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Well, yeah. at the time it was kind of a faux pas, you know, people didn't have. Sure. Yeah. And, and to be fair, she, she didn't want to get married and neither did, um, my biological father. And so they made a decision and I think they were both happy with their decision at the time, but my, my mom couldn't go, go through with it. And, um, so she, she came home and she got 
a crib and, you know, baby <laughs> yeah. clothes and diapers, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then she went back. I was at a foster home in Toledo. She went back with my aunt, Sue, who I'm named after, uh-huh. and um, got me from my, a foster home and brought me home. Oh, my gosh. So were you born here in Upper? At the, no. No? I okay. was born in Toledo. Okay. okay. Right. Oh my, yeah, that's a fantastic story. So yeah. Thanks for sharing well, that. <laughs> it wasn't easy. I'll tell you that. My mom was 22 when she mm-hmm. had me. So she was, that's, you know, out of high school for a, a young years. woman. Yeah. Yeah. And she was, um, she grew up in a very poor family. Mm-hmm. They didn't have running water. They lived outside of town. My, my grandfather worked. He never missed a day of work in his life, but they were just very poor. And um, she knew that education was the way out of that Agreed. scenario. Yeah. And so she became a nurse to get us yeah. you know, through, through school. It, it was the ticket. Yeah. It was a ticket to a better life. Oh my gosh. She sounds like an amazing woman. She like, was awesome. Yeah. She was, she was awesome. She was yeah. an awesome mother and she was an awesome person. And I've had a, a few people that have told me, you know, she took care of him in the hospital. She worked in Marion and, um, you know, they, you know, she's, she saved my life and without your mom, I wouldn't be here and mm. things oh, like that, man. you know, really. Yeah. But she was a, she was a great mom. And, um, so she, she went, got her degree and then so that my sister and I could get our degrees. So she had you, and then you have a younger sister? I have a younger sister. What's your younger sister's name? Angie. Angie. Okay. Yeah. She was four years younger than me. But my mom got married um, after me, but before her. But she, she just, education was really, really um, it's a, important. It's a priority. Yeah. It, was a, it was a very big priority for my mom because she felt it was a way for her to get to a better life and for her children right. to have a, a better life. So, um. So were you always like a great student? I was. You seem like very <laughs> nerd. You dotted all the yeah, I had no choice. You know, yeah. my mom was Yeah. She was on it, man. Yeah, sorry. I uh I just I'm running into my microphone over here. Uh yeah, so man, your mom just yeah, she seems cool. So Carol Drew, I believe is her name, but and then so you you have a sister and your dad was in the picture for just for just a little bit, I'm assuming. Yeah. And, and, and so the 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 relationship that she had with my biological father fizzled and they went their own separate ways. So here she is, a single mom in a small town in 1964, 1965. And, you know, it was it was a difficult it was a difficult scenario. Oh yeah, it's times are very very different. Oh, it, was, now. it was it was tough to explain. Yeah, it's a bummer that you have to explain it, but I get that you do. All right, well, Sue, uh, you know, I'm sure that you would love to dig down into your psyche more and and talk more about your childhood, but let's 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 get you growing up here. So, uh, you, I know you graduated high school at Upper. Uh, did you? Are you? Did you always go to Upper? So I did. Uh, what, what elementary school? I went to East. <clears throat> east? Okay. Oh, I, an East kid. Well, for second through sixth grade, <laughs> I went to South okay. first grade, and the South building was under construction. So we started at Union. Okay. And up until, I think the whole, 
like September to December. And then we went back to South in January. Probably when they added the gym and they took the, it used to have a tower. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably when they took the tower down. I don't remember that. I just remember we, we went to union. I'll do this. will be, that'll be in the afterward. Uh, we'll figure out when, when they that came tore down. That down. I've I heard thought that, that was before I, me. I think that was, oh, it was already before. down. Yeah. I think it this, was already down. This was a different renovation, I yeah. believe. Okay. Um, and then in kindergarten, they didn't have public kindergarten at the time. Mm-hmm. And I went to St. Paul's. Uh, Reverend Stein's wife, Betty Stein, who's still alive, um, she was our teacher, and she, she's in her 90s. She's awesome. She was awesome then. Yeah, that name, I, I've <clears throat> heard of Betty Stein. Yeah, she was a, a great kindergarten teacher. We were in the basement of the, of the church, uh-huh. and, um, you know, there's several, like, several friends that I'm still friends with. There's a group that goes to Florida every year in December, and a couple of those girls were in my kindergarten class. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Mrs. Stein. Mrs. Stein. (laughs) Yeah. So then, all right. So you're preppy kid hanging out down at East. Uh, you know, and then, you know, you went to the junior high, the upper Stusky junior high. And I, did you get good grades? You know, grades were important to me, but they weren't the end all be all. Yeah. Did Did you play any sports? I did a lot of things. Okay. So did you play any sports? I did. <laughs> I did. I played tennis. Okay. I, um, I should have In high school, I played tennis. Point. But before that, I played girl softball. Okay. At the water oh, tower. At the water yeah. tower. Yeah. yeah. Our team was like Eagles. We were winner winners. Oh, know? nice. The yeah. Eagles. Yep. Um, so I played softball. I bowled. I, I came across... Um, like all my bowling patches, you know. Oh, you got patches? Oh, we got patches. I don't like trophies. No, I don't this either. This whole thing where like the trophies, it, what are you going to do with it? At least a patch you can put on your book bag or something, put it on your coat. I can put it in a small box with the rest of my patches because I get a patch every time I go to a uh, national park. Or, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, like, that's my memento is, and I've got a cigar box filled with Oh, nice. Patches. Is it like from like the 1800s, the cigar box? Like, oh, I thought you meant my, down. Uh, <laughs> not that old. Uh, no, it's actually a fairly new one, but I needed a place to put all these patches as I was collecting them. And I was like, oh, cigar box. Why not? <laughs> but to, I, I have been collecting patches for, I don't know, 35 years, I suppose. Man. I still have some trophies. You do? I do. Oh, my God. I was on the swim team. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I, when I was a little kid, I started in second grade and when I was a little kid, I was good, pretty good. Yeah. And of course we thought we were good, um, <laughs> because we would beat other teams that we swam against, but they were all small little places like us. Dual yeah. And then, then we were told, well, you need to, sw- we don't swim all year round cause we don't, all we have is we're- an out- outdoor pool. So a few of us started swimming in Finley uh-huh. <clears throat> at the Y. With with kids who swam all year round and and we competed against clo- Division One, yeah, like we got our clocks cleaned. Um, yeah. But then we w- we would go to bigger events like AAU. I remember we went to Dayton one year for an AAU meet, and I was probably in sixth grade, and you know we thought we were big stuff. We weren't that big of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but it was fun. It is it fun, was, and was, that's good. You don't have to be big stuff. Sometimes it's good to learn that. Oh, okay. I could be better at this or maybe we I need to work harder. So much fun. The coaches, I think I've told you guys this off, off the mic bef- previously, but our coaches were, 
high school graduates, you know, Ann Lacer and Kim McDaniel, they, they had no kids. They were just young adults that wanted to coach the swim team. Yeah. yeah. And they were awesome. Oh, cool. They were really awesome. I'm going to look those ladies up. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Kim's a man. Oh, okay. What, what are their names again? Kim, Kim McDaniel. Okay. Ann Lacer. And Ann Lacer. All right. Yeah. But Ann's a woman. Anne is. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So you graduate and then did you go to Ohio State? I did. Okay. Did you live in a dorm? <clears throat> I lived in Barrett House. Barrett on House. On North Campus. Okay. It was an all girls dorm. Yeah. I was an engineering major. And there were, I had. How did you become an engineering major? I mean, that. Well, there's a story. Okay. All right. There's a story. So, you know, um, I don't know what they do in school. I should know. My kids probably did it. But, you know, you, t- you take an, uh, assessments about what you have aptitude yeah. for and yep. where, where that might lead you in a career yeah. path. Right. So we did that. And mine, it, they gave you coordinates on this chart. You know, and if, if it's like a personality test, but for careers, for careers, yeah, yeah, and there, if you were on this part, you might be, you know, teacher or something, you know, yeah, mine, that's a low. If, if, no, no, if no. All the, they, if the all else fails across the bottom, that's te- it's a, you could be a teacher. I think if, I still if have all else mine. fails, you can be a teacher. <laughs> I think I still have mine, but mine was in no man's land. Mine was out in the middle of nowhere. There was no career that was. The closest one was air traffic controller. Really? What, so, so let me ask you this. Was it, in, in hindsight, do you think that was because you were a woman and they didn't have any place to put you back then? No, the, I don't think it just... You don't, don't think, think the test no, was geared toward that? No, and in fact, I probably would have looked into being an air traffic controller, but President Reagan, yeah. they were on strike and yep. oh, yeah. fired them all. And, and so it was really not a... Was wasn't a career opportunity at the at it that time. It wasn't feeling like a viable opportunity at yeah. the, at the yeah. time. But I had Dean McCutcheon for oh. math mm-hmm. in high school, and I remember talking to him one day, and I was a really good math student. I had Dean McCutcheon in high school as well. Did you really or something? I don't remember what. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Interrupt. No, that's okay. Yeah. And he and I were talking one day, and I was trying to figure out what I might do or what where I might you know, end up. And he's like, you know, uh, you should, you should think about engineering. And I said, really? You know, why? Well, you know, they have to be really good at math. You're good at math. They got to be really good at solving problems. You're good at solving problems. You know, you give me this whole spiel and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'll be an engineer. Nice. (laughs) So So Dean McCutcheon gave you your, your nudge into engineering. I know. Who would have guessed, right? You took this big, fancy, smancy, uh, aptitude test. All you really needed was Dean McCutcheon uh-huh. yeah. to tell you what to do. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. the right teacher. Question: Do you remember like what it cost to go to Ohio State? Yes. How much did it I, cost you? About nine hundred dollars a quarter. It was they were on quarters. Yeah. I still have a receipt. I I don't know why you I save, keep this crap. Yeah. But I have a, a payment stub. It was four hundred and eighty six dollars. Mm. A quarter yeah. for oh tuition. Can you believe it? I for think tuition. I think mine in '95 was like eight hundred and seventy-five dollars around eight hundred seventy-five to nine hundred dollars for a quarter. That's crazy. Yeah, and that was it. That was on main campus. And, and I don't remember yeah. what my room and board was because I was in the dorm for two years. I was in the same dorm for two years. In Barrett. In Barrett is that on House. Lane? High near Woodruff and High. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Jeez, right. Brian, you Barrett don't have had, to ask her was, for all these details. It was a. It was in a tri. 
it was there were three of them: Barrett, Hauk, and Halloran. But then, yeah. well, after I after I moved out of Barrett, uh, then I lived on Iuka. Oh, I know Iuka. Oh, yeah, then, uh, K.K. I, Solikoff lived on Iuka. Oh, he did. Yeah, That's he right. did. Yeah. I remember yeah. him saying that. And then I lived on Lane Avenue. But I had three roommates, and we were all engineering majors. Yeah. And uh, one was from Bay Village. Her name was Fran Martolio. Uh, I had another girl, Amy Bonfiglio. Oh my gosh! From Sandusky. Anyone not in the mob that you went to? <laughs> and then, with? and then Betty Neese. Betty Neese was from Lima, and my dad. My dad saw. You know, I read him the names of my roommates, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh my gosh, you're you're rooming with the mob." <laughs> <laughs> and this wasn't that long after Danny Green got blown up in oh, Cleveland. Yeah. And so and he I was a, he was Irish, right? Well, he was. Yeah, but he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was involved, affiliated. And, sure. Yeah, and and so I didn't know any of that. And well, no, why would you? Unless you were paying attention to, no. you know, I mean, it, it, yeah. as an adult or I a just young thought adult. he was being paranoid. Like, come yeah. on, Dad, you're just being paranoid. All right. So, but, what year do you did you graduate from Ohio State? So I let me go back. Yep. Yeah. So I took chemical engineering. And at the time, um, there were a lot of girls in my class, chemical engineering majors. We were about a third women. Yeah, really? Yeah. Hmm. Unusually high percentage. Yeah. Um, and I'm still fr- friends. I still have friends that we talk. Yeah. Like, we, we talk regularly, and um, which is nice. Oh, for sure. Those friendships you make at those ages are cool. Like you're all coming from different areas, different oh, places, yeah. but then you yeah. have these things in common and it just works out. It's a nice. shared experience. Yeah. So when you get into the, your later years, you, you had to pick kind of a technical area, you had technical electives. And I wasn't so into what the choices were. Yep. So there was polymer science. Plastics. Yeah. Yep. Um, oil and gas processing, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> petroleum's plastics. Yeah, and, and there was a yeah, there was a, yeah, there was a small group of us that were just not feeling that. Yeah, we didn't see ourselves going into the chemical processing field, the oil processing field, any of that. And so we petitioned the chairman of the department to do some alternate electives. And we were trying to get into um, pharmaceuticals, mm-hmm. uh, cosmetics, mm-hmm. food. Yeah. Uh, so we took ag engineering electives. And we proposed to take ag engineering electives high level, mm-hmm. and they approved it. So I took my technical electives in ag engineering oh. and food science. Gotcha. So... That's kind of one way I got into food science, which ultimately I got a master's degree in. But Oh, okay. Yeah. It's so cool that they <laughs> let you do that. Well, they, well, we had to put a case together. Yeah. 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 They couldn't really accommodate those kind of things back then because they didn't have the, they didn't have the infrastructure in place as far as the academics to really declare that you could do that. But if you could prove to them that it could be done, they were willing to entertain it. I think- you're friends with Rob, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he had a very similar route because they didn't have fashion merchandising, but they had, what was it? Uh, uh, what was Rob's major? It was like. It was fabric. Something fabrics or draperies right? or something. Yes. Yeah. Like he, yeah. he, he had to take kind of 
obscure classes for his major that all worked into the area that he wanted to be in. Yeah. So, right. Well, yeah. And it wasn't like the chemical engineering department was talking to the ag engineering right. department. Let's just be real. Yeah. They, they were their own. Oh yeah. You know, fiefdoms on camp. On right. Campus. Oh, for sure. And, and so it was kind of a big deal. Well, and ag engineering was clear across. It still 315. is. 315. Yeah. It still yeah. is. And it was a big deal for, them for us to ask for something different and it was a big deal to get the okay to do so so you sure you don't want to get into polymers i'm 100 (laughs) percent sure so 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 when i graduated petroleum products (laughs) so when i graduated um the job market was not great yeah and i was a lucky one i had a job uh i was uh, um in industrial sales and I moved to industrial sales for like an equipment company. No, for water treatment chemicals. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So I moved to Decatur, Illinois. Oh, mm-hmm. lovely. Uh huh. <laughs> <clears throat> and I lived there about six months. They transferred me then to Evansville. That was better. Uh, a little college town. Yeah, yeah. I met a lot, a, a lot, a lot of young people live there. And um, ultimately, I worked about two years. But I called on. Uh, refineries. Mm-hmm. I called on uh, a GE factory that made polycarbonate resin. I called on, oh, uh, I, there was a Borden factory that I couldn't call on because I was, I was a woman of childbearing capacity. Wow. And they were making vinyl chloride. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. didn't want me near, near there. So, <laughs> there, <laughs> this was the reason why I didn't want to take no, I know. electives. I know yeah. that that's why you know when you first said that you were a, a, that you got into engineering, I thought, well, that's you know, e- even in the eighties, women in engineering fine. was kind of a rare thing. It and was. It's fine for some was, guy to work here for thirty five years, right? But <laughs> a woman can't come here for one day. No. no. That, <laughs> It's like it's like crazy. it's like you're in shipping and we don't let women on the boats. It's bad luck. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, no, it's more like they're trying to protect you, but it just seems like oh, wow. What, oh, yeah. I was scared. How, I thought yeah. if they really don't I don't I don't want any I don't want to be anywhere near this place. No, right. when it turns out it's a it's a boys' club and they didn't want to. Want no, you they made vinyl them. chloride. It was yeah. a bad place. Yeah. Oh yeah. There, but there was a refinery, a small one I called on, and they had an explosion where a few people died. And it was really um really hit me yeah it really hit me and they they had a nine hole golf course at their refinery so every time i would call there i got to play golf oh nice and that's where i learned to play and it it just made me think is this really what i want to do i really didn't like the environments that i was in i liked the people i met some really really cool people Mm -hmm. and i just didn't like what I was doing. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like sales. Everybody thought I was going to be great at it. No, I didn't like it. And I had the support of my parents, which, you know, my mom always said, you get your degree and you try it. And if you don't like it, you try something else. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what my parents always said too. And I didn't understand it for the longest time. Yeah. So I, I remember <laughs> calling home one day and I said, mom, I'm quitting my job. I, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I had worked two years. I had a company car. I'd saved a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going back to school. I'm getting, I'm going back and getting my master's in food science. This is ridiculous. So because the other thing at the time, uh, food companies, 
a lot of pharmaceutical companies, they weren't hiring um, chemical engineers. Mm, they were hiring manufacturing engineers. They were, and, yeah, they yeah. were hiring mechanical engineers, electrical engineers. If they were hiring chemical engineers, it was for their factories That's, doing project engineering work. Yeah. And yeah. I was not. That's because their risk department hadn't caught up to them yet. Oh, <laughs> Brian and the risk department. <laughs> Here is. we go. I mean, if you, well, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, you know what? And for me to get into food or pharmaceuticals or um, skincare, I was really hoping to, to work for L'Oreal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if, I, I just needed to, I needed to get a piece of paper that helped me get there. Yeah, yeah. right. And so that's what I did. I quit my job and and then I took the GRE and started at Ohio State again in food science. My sister was already graduated from food science. Oh, so she's in food science also? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she was four years younger than me. And so I was in my fifth year of chemical engineering doing my technical electives. Mm -hmm. And she was in her freshman year at Ohio State. And she was like really struggling. her freshman year like what am I going to do I don't like this you Ochem know, typical, sucks. <laughs> she wasn't an Ochem, oh. but just typical freshman going to college yeah agreed that's... oh crap what am I doing yeah uh, Ochem is the reason I'm not a environmental science major uh, or graduate I should say because I decided the first semester I took organic chemistry that nope this isn't for me it's hard it's miserable it's hard it's horrible it's hard Let other people do that stuff yeah when I spent the time uh, studying, I did much better. Imagine that. You know, I, I think <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 funny because, I, you know, going back to don't know what you're going to do, if if your heart's not in it, you can, like everybody says, well, you can do anything you put your mind to. Well, yeah, but if you don't want to do it, that's a whole other level of like hatred for something. Oh, yeah. And and that's kind of where I was. I, I really, I enjoyed the regulatory environment of hazardous waste control and stuff like that it was the it was the actual chemistry of it that i i didn't want to deal with it it was it was just miserable i didn't like it in high school i didn't like it in college and eventually i just said i'm done so similar to you like i don't want to you know you didn't want to do polymers you didn't want to do petroleum your heart's not in it there's no reason to keep going i mean so you went back and did something you want to do yeah yeah yeah. so my what happened, I started taking my technical electives and, you know, my sister's struggling and she told my mom at Christmas, I'm not going back. I'm not going back. And my mom's like, you are going back. You get in that car. I'm taking you back. My yep. sister cried the whole way. And, you know, she had a lot of tough love. Um, but I, I told her, I said, you know what? You need, you need to think about food science. I think you'd really like it. Um, we both worked at the village oh, in nice. high school. Yeah. She was, my sister was a cook. I was a waitress. Um, but I, I told her, you're going to like it. It's, it's a campus away from the main campus. Mm-hmm. And it, there's a lot of friendly people there. You're going to really, I think you're going to really like his wife told her. And she did. It'll, nice. it'll so, fit, it probably felt a little bit more like such home. Such a good than... older sister. <laughs> well, you know, she got her food science degree and then she, she, you know, got a, a good job in Georgia. She did that for a couple of years. She's been, um, she's been in, at Campbell's when I was at Campbell's. She was at Smucker's for a long time. Okay. She's at Nestle now. So, 
you know, it's been a good it's been a good gig for her. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't do too bad for her, I don't think. No, it sounds like you let her you're I'm saying she loves it. Sister. She loves it. I think siblings oftentimes and Brian may agree or disagree, uh, but have a big impact on it. If you have an older sibling that, you know, it's different than hearing it from your mom or your dad to hear it from your older sibling. Who's like, you know, you guys know each other a little differently than your parents know you. My sisters were both so driven and they knew exactly, well, I don't want to say exactly what they knew primarily what they wanted to do. Yeah. And I had no clue until I was 35. Yeah. So, so they went to school. They they had it all figured out. They had they had the path, and I just I kept watching them in awe, thinking, "When is my time going to come? When am I going to figure this shit out?" I'm 43. I still don't know what. I'm Yeah, doing. right. Did you know Brad at this point? Are you guys contemporaries? Yes, yes, but but we were at that at this point. I should probably tell a separate story about that. Yeah. Okay. We'll come, you know what? I'll come back. Yeah. So, I'll come back to it. So you're in food science. So you so go back, I'm you get in, an, a master's in food science? I got a master's in food science and um, what are you I, laughing about? I'm laughing because when you walked in here, you're like, I don't know what to do. I won't be interesting. This isn't going to be any fun. <laughs> well, and now you're like, I'll come back to it. Just let me get to this one first. And <laughs> I don't so. think it's very interesting. I'll tell you what. My no, kids, no, this is, my, this is good. My kids kind of talked me into it. I said, do you think that I, do you think that I'm really that interested? Absolutely. And when they said yes, I thought, okay, well, maybe it's a bit more interesting than I, than I think. <laughs> I personally think everyone, if they just, everyone has an interesting story. It's just whether or not, you know, you want to like remember it and tell it. And We just want to give people a venue to tell it. Yeah. That, that's that's yeah. our, yeah. you know, I told you when you walked in, our primary function is creating a primary source. And yeah, yeah. Know, it's not and very often the middle class people get their story recorded for history so and i'm not kind of i didn't think of it that way i thought more of um how can my story help somebody yeah how can my how can me telling my story get someone interested in food science how can me telling my story gets get a girl interested in more interested in science or give her the permission that she might need to get into science because yeah. we're not STEM we're is still important. lacking yeah. girls in STEM. I know. Well, I, I think Sue, I would take that one step further and say, I, I think you've already uh, just inspired young, you know, single mothers to, you know, try to drive their kids in, in the right direction. And I, I think that's inspiring. I think what your mom did is incredible. Well. Sorry, she had, I didn't she mean had to... a hard hard road, sure. and I don't. I didn't fully appreciate it for a long time. I can tell you that. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but my 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 parents my my mom went back to school after having my younger sister. So we, they had three kids, and dad worked swing shift yeah. to put mom through school. You yeah. know, and and I was in, geez, I was in. I was a freshman in high school when she got her first job. So it was. I I know what that's like. That that's a struggle with the kids and parents and, and going back to school and everything. And it's expensive. It's time and it's expensive, but it was, it was worth it. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember her, I remember her working three to 11 in Marion. So she would leave at two. I wouldn't be home from school yet. Yeah. She'd get home at 11, 30, 12 o'clock. I was in bed. So there were days when you might see her in the morning before school. If she wakes up, to send you off? Well, she always had food and a list. Yeah. 
So there was some sort of casserole, something with, you know, heat, uh, reheat XYZ Jeez. at 375, open, open two cans of green beans. That's a home manager. You know, uh, food science sounds like uh, she the was, beginning of a food science. She was an excellent cook. Oh my gosh, she was an excellent cook. My mom every day had a bowl of oatmeal for us. That was every day she'd make a, a thing of oatmeal and for the three of us, and we would eat oatmeal every single day before school. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know why to this day I still think of oatmeal as being like, oh, good oatmeal. <laughs> It's like gruel. It is kind must of. be nice to have parents that made you breakfast. Yeah. No, oatmeal. I'm kidding. My mom was awesome. <laughs> to be is awesome. to be fair, we never had cereal. Like cold cereal with milk was never in it. We we oh, didn't really. Oh, oh no, man, we didn't that's what I and, no and cream what? of wheat. I remember cream of wheat. Oh. Sometimes mom would make cream of wheat. I love yeah. cream of wheat with some brown sugar. Oh, we always put chocolate chips on top. Oh, God. so they kind of melt. Never have oh, eaten so that good. in my life. Oh, no, gotta, cream of wheat. Never. Have you had grits? Yes, I it's, love grits. It's very similar. I, I, I've heard that, but yeah. I've never eaten cream of wheat ever. Well, you should go home and make a big <laughs> bowl of cream of wheat. <laughs> I've tried a lot of things, too. Okay, so you graduate Anyhow, from Ohio. Yeah. You go yeah. back to Ohio State. I go back to Ohio State. They let you back in. You get a, deg- you get a your master's. I got a master's degree in food okay. science. So you didn't have to go back and get a bachelor's in food science. No. You no, just no. went back to get your master's. I and did. And then so you got out of there. And then where's your first My job first job, job is at Campbell Soup. Okay. So was that I, in Columbus? No, I moved to New Jersey. Oh, Camden. I, my office was really? in Camden World yeah. Headquarters, and I didn't really know a lot about Camden at the time. So I bought a, a new car. I had a new Saturn, <laughs> and I I had an apartment, um, like half hour, twenty twenty to thirty minutes from the office, and you know, traffic is bad. Like in, brutal. I didn't know how bad it was bad. And I remember the guys who worked in the pilot plant, they would tell me, oh, go the back way. Go, go out. Don't go out that way. That, that takes too long. Go the back way. Well, the back way took you through the bowels of Camden. <laughs> yep. And I thought. <gasps> Which is basically the bowels of the bowels of, of Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> I was, and I think it's a hundred times worse now than it was then. Um, but the first few times I did that, I was white knuckling it because um, I thought if I get lost, if I take a wrong turn. What am I going to yeah. do? Yeah, there was no map on a phone. Yeah. Can I get a year on that? What's What year did that you? It was, was a Saturn, so I'm going to say started, 91. I, I started <laughs> 91. I started January 2nd or 3rd of 1992. Two or three. Okay. okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I had to think about that. When you said second. Saturn, because Saturn seems like it was 90. It might have been 90, 91. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, man, yeah. So, 1992. So, I was, I was working in their um, process research and development group. So, um, I was kind of a liaison between engineering and product development. So, you're talking about like, like process engineering? No, it was, we really were working on new, new, improved ways to make Campbell products. Mostly I was working on soup, but a lot of continuous blending, you know, they did batches, large 600 gallon kettle batches of soup. They were trying to get into continuous blending uh, on some key products. We were testing all kinds of equipment to support that. Yeah. Things to decrease cycle times. Process engineering stuff. 
yeah, fun stuff. Specking out equipment and all yeah. that. And I had a great time. I had a lot of bosses in almost six years. I At one time, I counted them. It was a lot. I don't remember the number, 12 or something ridiculous. Oh, wow. Um, they, Is that because people are moving up? Because they were no, rolling in No. <laughs> so I started in January, and my boss um, at the time was an Ohio State grad, and he was older than me. Um, but in March, he lost his job. There was a mega downsizing. Mm-hmm. And it, it was kind of a cycle. So the, uh, quite a few people were impacted. And then I was nine months pregnant with my son, Drew. Um, and there was another one. So, so you were with Brad at this time? I was with Brad at okay. this time. All right. Yeah. Hold on. So you've met Brad. So. Yeah. Well, I'll go back to that. We'll, yeah. we'll tell the Brad story. So when we were in high school, he went to Cary. I went to Upper. Oh. And we were both in 4-H. And we both went to 4-H camp at Camp Conger. Yep. Okay. So that's where we met. Okay. Because upper kids and carry kids really didn't talk to each other. No. Not much. It was long distance. It cost money to talk to people. It did. Do you remember that? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you'd meet a girl at the fair and then you call her one time. Next month, dad's like, Like, hey. You're not calling her anymore. You owe me three dollars and forty two cents. He's got got the bill circled here. This one, this one, this one. Yeah, thanks. Where was Camp Conger? Uh, Near Willard. Okay. Near Willard. Mm. We've been back there. Brad and I we drove by uh, this couple years ago. It's still there. It's still there. Although I think it's Uh, privately owned. Maybe I think it may be. Yeah. Yeah. Camp Conger. I'm going to do some Camp Conger. We'll have to look that up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, we went for several years and at that time we were in junior leadership maybe, and we were counselors. Yep. Um, so we had to be there a day or two early before the camper showed up. And, and so that's where we got to know each other. And then that would have been probably 81. Okay. Summer of 81. And then, you know, camp was over. We go back to. Upper Sandusky and Cary, and school starts, and yeah, we're yeah, we moved on. Yep. Uh, but there was a twinkle in your eye. At the there time. was a twinkle in his eye. <laughs> in his eye, that's usually how it seems. There to was start. A, yeah, there was a twinkle in his eye. So then I went to college. I went to work after college, right? I, and yep. I quit my job. Went to graduate. I was moved home before I started graduate school, and I ran into him at Rite Aid. The, what is used to be Rite Aid. The, the now yeah. defunct Rite Aid. There had been a lunar eclipse, and we were both taking our film in to get it developed. Oh, my. I may awesome. not have this 100% right. <laughs> he's gonna, uh, he will he, know. He will he'll, know. He's going to say, uh, honey, it was a solar eclipse. <laughs> no, well, it wasn't that. So uh, we ran into each other and just started talking. And yeah. Yeah, then... We start going out. That's and, cool. You did, and where are, are those photos? Did you guys get? Any <laughs> well, that you know, that's a good question. That'd be cool to get. To you know, one. I don't. One I doubt it. Yeah, he he didn't actually have any photos. He saw you go in there and he turned the car around quick and said, "Hold <laughs> up, what are you doing here? I'm yeah. getting these photos." Yeah, hey, me too. Oh, that's what yeah. I'm well, uh, we also um, <laughs> then I ran into him, and this might have been before that or after that. I can't remember. There was a, an auction in Wharton, and my sister and I went. And he was there, and my sister's like, "Oh, there's Brad Baker. We he, he's weird. We need to get out of here." <laughs> <laughs> so 
I say he's weird, but a good kind of weird. He is a good kind Everybody's of a little weird. He's kind I of remember, I think, I, I could be wrong about this, but I think that the first time I knew who Brad Baker was, I think that he was in uh, Big River. Big River. Oh, yeah. And he was good. He was really good in it. That was his senior year of college. He was going to Bowling Green oh, at the okay. time. Okay. He was a non-traditional student. Uh, he would have been, we were dating. Um, and He would have been about 28, 30? Probably 27, 28. Okay. And Dave Bacon had talked him into doing it because he yep. was like, no, I'm out. But he talked him into doing it. And um, he, I thought he was really good in it. He was good. That was yep. a good show. The yeah. music was really good in yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So then you guys, one thing led to another. And yeah. You... And so we dated all, th- he was going to BG and I was in graduate school at the same time. And then I got my job at Campbell's and I moved. Um, uh, he was still finishing up at BG and then move. Then he was like, well, and then we got married. If I moved, no, we got married. I guess Cam didn't. We got married in 93. Okay. 93. And then, um, we had drew in 96. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So 96, you're still in Camden. I'm still in Camden. Working at Campbell's. Moving yeah, we up. Had, we had bought a house on, in Ardmore, Pennsylvania. It's on the main line outside of Philadelphia and a little a duplex. It was called a twin. That's what they call okay. it here, a twin. Yeah. And it was stone and stucco. It had horsehair plaster. It was really oh, cute. Yeah. It was really cute. And our neighbors were awesome. They still live there. Really? Yeah. They're in their 80s. They're, oh, cool. We send them a Christmas card every year. Uh-huh. Um, and, and that's where, uh, we lived when Drew was born. Okay. Did yeah. Brad have that sweet mustache yet? He did. <laughs> he did. He's Not, had that for which, a which long is, time. Which is why her sister said that he's weird. Yeah. He has a, must- <laughs> he has he has a mustache. A, he didn't have it long. Do you have a mustache? <laughs> he had it short. Okay. He, the long and the, um, the wax. Yeah. Uh, is new. Okay. Yeah. I think it looks great. Oh, it does look great. He played with, I see that he's, uh, he's moonlighting with Larry Teal a little bit. Yeah, he is. Uh, and we saw him at the OSU tailgate that yep. the YP did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're good. He's yeah, good. Yeah. Well, he, and he played in Pastime. I remember that, that he sang. Oh, did he really? He was the singer for Pastime oh, I didn't for know that. a couple years. A couple years. Maybe. We were yeah. dating at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Pastime. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, sweet. Let's take a quick break. We've been going at this for yep. a while. Let's take a quick break. And I need then to we'll, top off we'll anyway. come back and I want to know the mystery <laughs> of <laughs> we'll, the hot pocket. We'll get to the bottom of the hot pocket. All right. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to Real Stories Podcast. We could not do this without the help of our friends and family, so we wanted to thank them. wanted to send a shout-out to Greg Moon, who gave us some new uh, you know, little bumper tracks there, like that one you just heard. He recorded those at his house and gave them to us, so we appreciate him for doing that. Also, if you guys could just go to uh, you know the, the, the place where you find your podcast, whether it's Spotify or Stitcher or 
the Apple iTunes or Google or iHeartRadio and just hit that subscribe button. It, you know, the reason we need subscribers is because then when people search for Real Stories Podcast, they don't get real ghost stories of Illinois. Uh, it, it helps ours throw itself to the top. So if you guys could just click subscribe for us, we would appreciate it. Now back to the show. Okay. okay All right. So after this, you got to Google Jim Gaffigan. Hot oh, yeah. I would. Okay, oh, I will. And I will. You, and you just have to watch five minutes and you'll be in stitches. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll do it. All right. Okay, well, hey, welcome back, listeners. Uh, we're still here with Sue Baker, and uh, we realized that in 50 minutes we covered uh, not very much ground. Sorry, I talk a lot. Uh, no, it's good. It's, all, no, it's very this, good. This is why we brought you in. Yeah, exactly. You have a lot to say, and that's yeah. why we wanted we wanted to hear what you had to say. So, so far, you know, just to summarize, uh, you have a badass mom who raised you upright, and you go to high state, and you're now working in the Campbell Soup factory headquarters. Headquarters. The head yep. the Campbell Soup headquarters in Camden. You're married to a cool weird dude cool cat. Yep. uh who also happens to have done some musicals that i knew of yep. and now and you have drew yep drewby drewby that's what you guys call him that's what we call oh, him so cute yeah how yep. old's drew he just turned 26 okay nice and guess what he's studying food what? science Ding ding ding! ding. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, Where, where's he studying? Is he in Ohio State? He is. Yeah. Oh, Good. look is. at you. Yeah. And I bet that program's changed quite a bit since <laughs> since the. Uh, is he paying four hundred eighty-six dollars a quarter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He might be. He mom probably and dad are... <laughs> wishes he was paying that. No, mom's done. Yeah. Mom's done. <laughs> <laughs> he he went three and a half years. At University of Cincinnati, majoring in criminal justice, oh. and he decided this isn't for me. And I'm like, uh, you just suck it up and you finish it. Uh, and yeah. he said, I, I can't do it. I uh, can't do it. So that'd be a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. do you then? How do you get back to Ohio? So I had done a short-term assignment in Toronto, Canada, for Campbell's. Ooh. We all moved to Toronto. Oh, cool. And um. I was in the middle of that when my mom called me and told me that she had been diagnosed with cancer. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know this was going to be a sad story. I mm. told you if I talk about my mom, yeah, I might cry. Yeah, I know. Um, so we didn't know a lot at the time. Yeah. You know, but it wasn't good. Yeah. It, it wasn't good. So um, that was in uh, end of March. She had surgery in April. And it looked like Campbell's was working with me to get an assignment in Napoleon. They had a factory in Napoleon, thought I was going to get a, some sort of gig there. Yeah. And um, it, it fell apart. It just started falling apart. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and this is before work from home was even considered. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I started looking for a job. Yep. And I ended up taking an offer from Nestle in Solon, Ohio. Okay. And that was essentially the headquarters for their frozen food group, which was then predominantly Stouffer's yep. Lean Cuisine, um, the Nestle Toll House baking business. 
yeah. and a few others that they've since divested. Yeah, but okay. that was the biggest uh-huh. thing. So I started as a food technologist on Lean Cuisine. Okay. Yep. Yep. Lean Cuisine. Lean so this cuisine. was in, now we're in the mid 90s. We're in the 98. Okay. okay. 98. Yep. And so I was a food technologist on Lean Cuisine uh, doing product development. So I had not done product development at Campbell's, but I was, and I wanted to, I wanted to get into product development. It was one of the things I wanted to do next at Campbell's, Yeah. but just didn't happen. So that's what I was doing there. And I worked, um, I worked on, over the years, worked on several different brands um, and, and get promoted and all of that. Yeah. But I worked on Lean Cuisine. I worked on some Stouffer's. There was a group called New Ventures that was basically innovation, okay. new, new products, like new brands, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, so, so, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to digress here for just a, a couple minutes, and you can give me a real high level sure. here. How does, how, does a, how does a product get developed? Let's say um, mm. you get the green light to create a new product. Can you give us a timeline and a, again, just a high level example of everything that's involved in creating a new well, I think if, frozen meal? Yeah, I, I think think of it as um, a collaboration between marketing and product development. Yep. And they collab- collaboratively come up with some ideas. So, so who who's creating that recipe or who's, who's creating the final, I guess, the product? So do the they time, work it backward? No, at the time it's worked, it's different now, but at the time we had culinary specialists and these people were creative types. They had a lot of cooking experience. They weren't chefs per se, uh, but they were very, very, very good cooks Mm -hmm. and, um, they would create culinary concepts and they would put maybe 30 of them out on a table, 30 different ones. And we all would taste them with, along with marketing and it would get whittled down, whittled down, whittled mm-hmm. down. And we would put some of them into consumer tests and. Central, like so, uh, localized marketing to. Yeah, central, yeah. central location tests. Um, and that would narrow the, the pool down even more. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how it, it got to a small group of recipes, then then the food technologists would work on those, taking into consideration cost, mm-hmm. nutritional constraints, because Lean Cuisine was a nutritional brand. You had to be oh, below right. so, mu- so many grams of fat. Sodium, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And uh, cost was the, was the biggie. Sure. Um, nutritionals, um, manufacturing constraints, what the factory can do, what they can't do. What you have of. capabilities of yep. already. What, what, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the food technologist's responsibility. Okay. So you are kind of an industrial engineer also. It's just that the product you're making is consumable by people and not worn. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, you're always trying to create an end product that is palatable, but at the same time meets all the constraints that you just talked about, like your sodium, your your manufacturing constraints, your... Uh, Like you're not going to install a whole new line into an assembly floor just to make... The hot pocket, <laughs> or or with certain flavor uh, of hot pocket, you, I should you better say. do that for the hot pocket. <laughs> well, for the hot pocket, yes. For one flavor of hot pocket, that'd be a whole different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of the t- most of the time, you're developing products that can run in your current manufacturing yeah. environment. Just it's a cost benefit analysis. Correct. Yeah, correct. What's the number one uh, lean cuisine meal going right now? It's probably like rice. Lean cuisine sesame with- chicken. 
no, it? that was number three. <laughs> no, no, it's no. number three on this eat this not that website that I just looked up. That's super reliable. Oh, uh, I thought you meant number one selling couscous. Uh, with yeah, no, that, and uh, this is. Oh, yeah, that might be the number. It one is selling. the number one selling yeah. one. This has comfort Salisbury steak with mac and cheese. Oh, that looks like a Stouffer's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Lean Cuisine though. Oh, is it? Yeah, Lean okay. Cuisine. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, um. When, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, when I had to I, look it up because I was like, "Man, do I even know anything from Lean I Cuisine?" I was trying me. to think of like what I see them in the store, but yeah. they, that the marketing never got to me. So I left Nestle in 2017. Uh, so just about five. Oh, okay. Five so you. So then ago. you were there for that was where you finished your I did. career. I okay. did. And when I left, right before I left, um, I was responsible for. I was the director for product development for Lean Cuisine, and it was we had grown it to a billion dollar brand. Wow, oh, that's wow. cool! It's a billion dollars, dollars. with a B. That's with a B. that's crazy. It's not that now, but um, that's two billion now. Has no. it lost some market <laughs> it, share it now? Yeah, it has. Just because maybe there's more options out there now. Who knows? Maybe because um, when you left, it just it's not as good anymore. I, I would say that's probably true. <laughs> um, Leadership's important. Okay, so we haven't. D- d- the rumor let's talk about the town. let's talk about so, the elephant in the room here. Oh, no, the no. Okay, rumor so, around town. So, so, and I, I was, I worked on. <laughs> let me. I know what we want to talk about. In two thousand and oh golly six. Okay. I had to think about this. In two thousand and six, I ponied myself up to go to Denver. Nestle had bought Hot Pockets and Lean Pockets, the Hot Pockets business, before that for around $2.5 billion. Okay. From these two brothers that owned, that developed it in their garage and grew it to the business that it was. Okay. And um, we had been trying to get people in product development, um, food technologists to move to Denver and get product transfer knowledge, yeah. product knowledge transfer, uh, so that people didn't leave and take it with them. Yeah. And then we were stuck with not knowing what the heck was going you on. You own Hot Pockets, but don't know how to make them. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> nobody would go. And so I told my to boss. To Denver in 2006? Yeah. 2006. So, yeah. So I told my boss, um, she was the VP at the time. And Sign me up. I said, you know, I'll go. I know you're looking for like food technologist level. I was a manager at that time. I said, I'll go. And she said, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. And you had an eight-year-old and a a five-year-old at home? Ben was born. He was in preschool. Okay. And so I got home that night and I said to Brad, I said, I I think I did a bad thing today. (laughs) And he said, what'd you do? And I said, I ponied myself up to go to Denver. And he goes, oh, well. That's no big deal. How long are you going to be gone? Like a week? Two? Because I had done a couple special projects yeah. where I, I had gone out there for a couple weeks. And I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. I, I, I said, I ponied myself up to go to Denver like we would move. He goes, oh, 
okay, that'd be all right. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. Brad. So cool. it was all good. So I was um, the manager for, they were dividing Hot Pockets and Lean Pockets um, into separate businesses. They were trying to grow Lean Pockets. So I was going to be the manager for Lean Pockets. And so I was out there for three years. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. six to oh nine-ish? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Man. So that's about when Jake moved out there. Oh six. Yeah, it was. Oh yeah. five, oh six. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the legend of the hot pocket and how Sue invented the hot pocket. I, I wish I had invented it. Because if I Because you could have sold it for two billion dollars. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's nice. great. So you did though, you you helped bring lean and hot pockets into the Stouffer's family, really. I did. It was yeah. a, yes. Integrated and, into a global brand. And and we we did a lot of um, consumer work on new b- varieties that we launched a spinach artichoke chicken that mm. like flew off the shelves. Oh, yeah. There was a garlic chicken Alfredo yeah, that flew off the yep. shelves. Yeah. So oh, wow. that like was hunters. fun. That was fun. In 2009, I moved back to Solon and I got promoted and I was now the director for Lean Cuisine and we were relaunching the brand and all this stuff was going on. It was all good. Uh, my my longtime boss retired. She got replaced. A lot of changes at Nestle. I was working a lot. My younger son will tell you that he really didn't have a mom growing up. Yeah, he'll make me feel really guilty. So this but is about this is about ten years ago. He had Brad right? the dad. Yes, he did. He's just like him. <laughs> is um, he really? He is. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, there had been a, a pretty big reorganization, and my job was moving to Arlington, Virginia. Nestle's headquarters in the U.S. was on the West Coast. It was um, in Glendale. Okay. And they were moving it to Arlington, and I had signed all these non-disclosure agreements because nobody, nobody knew. And I had to make a decision in two weeks. Yeah. To move to Arlington? To move to Arlington. Well, that's a pretty easy decision for me. <laughs> if you thought traffic was bad in Camden, New Jersey. <laughs> and I was, yeah, I was considering it. And um, at the time, my sister um, had been diagnosed with cancer. My dad's health was really bad. Mm-hmm. My youngest son was still in high school. He still had a year to go. And I just didn't, just didn't feel like it was right. Yeah. It just didn't feel right. And I would have been in charge of Nestle Beverage, which Nestle Beverage is the Coffee Mate. Yeah. Is the big. That's the money maker. It's the big kahuna. The holy grail of the company. Well, Purina is the holy grail. Oh, okay. That's like printing money, money yeah. they say. <laughs> oh, Purina is part of the Nestle yes, family. Yes. Okay. And so is Gerber. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So I would have been in charge of Nestle beverage and it would have, it was a great gig, but I, I just didn't feel like for, for personal reasons, it was the right thing to do. So I fully, uh, when I left, um, at the end of 2017, I felt like I was going to take about three to six months off just to decompress, figure out what I wanted to do next. And my sister had a recurrence of cancer. My dad died. Uh, I had to do something with the house here in town and it, it just lots of things. Oh. Just So this is how you ended up back here. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my sister and I owned the house and she didn't want to, ha- she, she didn't want anything to do with 
um, fixing it or, you know, cleaning it out and all that. Yeah. She went, she had her own things, things going yeah. on. And so I bought her half out and Brad and I were renovating the house. And we just said, one day I said to him, well, it's going to be like brand new. It's got new windows, new floors, new paint, yeah. new Why are we lights. doing all this for somebody else? Yeah. <laughs> what? We didn't, and we didn't have anything tying us to the Cleveland area anymore. You know, my, yeah. my son Ben was graduated or graduating. And um, so we said, why don't we move back? Yeah. So there, was never in a, there was never a plan on paper to come back. Yeah. So that's how we got back. Oh, cool. Well, we're glad that you came back. In 19. Yeah, yeah right before. Oh, you came back in 19. July of 19. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was about a, probably about a year later that I met you. Cause I think I met you at, uh, uh, Larry's. Yeah. Yeah. You and Brad were both there. It was during COVID. I remember that. Cause Larry. Was it? Oh, it was, it was early on in COVID. Cause Larry called me and, and was like, I, I don't know if you're doing anything with COVID and everything, but I'm having people over. If you want to come over. <laughs> we're having a party. We're having a party. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday. Okay. Uh, I, uh, I guess. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, I remember I ran into Brad Jordan and I were somewhere at like a store and at A and A and Jordan was like, Brad Baker. And he was like, and he like didn't know she, but she remembered him because she was around when he was in those plays. They they lived at the theater. Those girls. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so. Uh, that's what he was like. Yeah, actually we just moved back. Had just moved back. Like we saw him pretty quickly after he yeah. had moved back. And yeah. so, yeah, well, yeah. he's a good dude. So what did Brad do? Why we were, while I was working. Yeah. Cause you said it like, I know, but I don't know what Brad did. It sounds so, like he's in marketing or in advertising. No. So or he in got radio. a degree. Yeah. He got, <laughs> before he left upper, he was working at the radio station here in town. Okay. Oh. And then he was, he was going to school at BG. And then he graduated from, with a, a fine arts degree um, from Bowling Green, and he worked for a a uh, like an like an A one printing kind of yeah. place. Okay, I don't know all of A one services, but he they had graphic designers. They gotcha. did they did all kinds of printing. B- big job. This is yeah. outside of Philadelphia, and then he worked also at a radio station in Philadelphia. Okay. And then when we moved to Cleveland, <clears throat> he was at home with our two kids. Yep. And did you live in Chagrin Falls? We lived that at that time we lived in Orange Village. Okay. Oh. And it's a real small school district, but really good school district. Yeah. Yeah. It's near Beachwood. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was about East Side. Yeah. Right. East yeah. Side. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like right at the end of the Green Line. Ten minutes from my job. <laughs> oh, cool. Ten minutes. Yeah, and then we moved to Denver, and then when we moved back, we lived in Chagrin Falls. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Was was the Stouffer's restaurant still open when you moved to Cleveland? No. Okay. No, in fact, th- when this when the Stouffer family were still involved before before it was Nestleized, I'll yeah. say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh those the people who were employees got really good perks. They oh, got, yeah. 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 They that got, was a place to eat too. That was a Ken Wessler, <clears throat> city council. Oh yeah. yeah. Ken Wessler and he's our minister at our yeah. church and he worked for Stouffer's at the restaurant. He was a bartender at the Stouffer's at restaurant. restaurant? In yeah. Yep. Really? Yeah. In the sixties. 
60s? Well, they ended 70s, up buying... 70s, probably. probably. 70s. Yeah. They ended up buying more restaurants. They owned Pier W in Cleveland. They owned... Um, oh... They owned restaurants. They owned a winery. They uh, on in Napa. They owned a winery. Yeah, they, and people got to go to these hotels. It was the Stouffer Hotel and Restaurant Company. Yeah, and they owned hotels and restaurants all over the place. And you could, for your service anniversary, you got to go. Oh, cool! Like mm. to any of these places, and stay for free. Here we pay you a dollar thirty-five an hour. So uh, if you can go, there, if you can get there, Those you were can all stay, gone when stay I got there, there for the weekend. <laughs> Because it was Nestle. Nestle bought Stouffer's. In... I'm just going to say 79. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. It was a while ago. So it was mid-80s when that restaurant was out. Yeah, it was a while ago before. And, and, and it took a long time for, I'll say, the Stouffer uh, culture to, yeah. to be eradicated. It yeah. took a long time. Oh, like, yeah. Didn't they have a... I think the Stouffer family may have had a pre- presence in like uh, like the uh, Lake Erie Islands. Uh, Middle Bass. I think you might North be right. Bass somewhere in there. Yeah. Like they may have had a, a winery or a Lonzas, B&B like or something Lonzas there. or something. I don't remember what it was or maybe they had a big house, but we'll have to, we'll have to look into this for the... For the, uh, for the post show. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I do remember that the Stouffers had... They were big. Big mm-hmm. family yeah. up in that, lots of businesses. Were they, yeah. was it Stouffer Foods first or was it Stouffer <laughs> Hotels? Food. They okay. owned a restaurant on Shaker Square. Okay. And they, they sold frozen containers of mac and cheese and lasagna and other popular things out of that restaurant. They were so popu- and that's popular how and that's how it started. Yeah, and because they were like one of the first frozen food companies, yes, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. Cool. Yeah, and they all their recipes I can tell you were based off culinary technique and cul- culinary recipes with culinary technique. And so when people would ask me, "Oh, there's so many preservatives in that lasagna," mm. no, yeah. there's there's not a single one. Yeah, there's not a single. We make one. it. We freeze it. We make it's- it like kind of like you would make it at home. Yeah. You know, we yeah. have raw meat and, you know. Yeah. Uh, Just we make big batches of it. Yeah. Yeah. So we have, and, and we don't buy dry noodles, right? And boil them. We take semolina and water and we mix it to a dough and we oh. extrude the, we extrude it fresh. That way yeah. you can control the process, control the quality. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty get, sure yeah. that no, most people don't make fresh macaroni and fresh uh, lasagna noodles. No. no. So. So is Alton Brown like one of your uh, inspirations? Is he one of your favorites? He is not. No? <laughs> I love Alton Brown. I like yeah. Good Eats. I do yeah. love him. I like Good I Eats. do love him, but. Um, the, he has that food scientist on there that's really cool, too. And she, I think she's passed away now with the new, the new uh, episodes that they have out. But uh, she was on there before. She was an older woman. Do you like, you like to cook? You do cook. I know you I cook. Do. You bake, at least. I do. Yeah. I do. My Sue Instagram Baker, is Sue so. the Baker. <laughs> Sue the Baker. Nice. Yeah. You're also the Baker's wife. I know, right? Oh, yeah. So you're an upper retired. Uh, you do stuff with, I, do you do anything with the Why Not County Historical Society? Is that more Brad? That's Brad. Okay. Is yeah. he on the board of directors he or is. something for that? Okay. He is. Yeah. Uh, Brian, we should get involved in that. We need something else to I th- do. I think we are involved in that. We're uh, okay. We're we're creating content for them. Yeah. 
Are you? Well, oh, yes. indirectly, yeah. yeah. Indirectly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, yeah. It, it has always kind of been something that Graham and I have talked about, though, is at some point we need to figure out what our library, what yeah. happens to our library of information. So, and eventually, I mean, I'm sure it'll go to uh, the the Real Stories podcast memorial uh, yeah. <laughs> coliseum. It, it, uh, by the way, if anybody <laughs> out there listening has any books on Wyandotte County history, we'll let buy us them. know. We'll buy them. Yep. We want them. We're building a library. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Any, any history in general. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean. Okay. Uh, cool. And history. what about the chamber? I see you. Yeah. I, I just Facebook stalked you, no, you know, this okay. week. So I'm not on Facebook a ton no. anymore. You, I watch you the... still live in Chagrin Falls on your Facebook. <laughs> so okay, I'll, I'll fix that. No, you don't it, have to. It's, no, it, I, I just am not on that often. I watch the Social Dilemma, and I made a conscious. Oh my gosh, the I show that I teach a mindfulness class at Do the you? high school, okay. and I show that in mindfulness class, and it does it. That is a great way to understand how social media works and i'm sure that it's some of it is a little overblown but i, mean, I don't it's, know it's pretty it's when, pretty when you good. have the top com- t- uh, top executives at companies that don't allow their kids to have phones yeah I don't know. So yeah. it, that's that's also because those people have nannies that take care of their kids so they don't have to fight with them. Let's face <laughs> but it. But it's because they know the <laughs> oh, I'm sure. algorithms yeah. are just out to get you. They just can't, you, you, we can't fight them. Yeah, And for honestly, sure. I don't want to spend, it's easy to get sucked in and, you know, before you know it, there's an hour that's gone by and you think, oh, I yeah. just, I just, the endless scroll, you know, uh-huh. if you remember, remember the endless scroll. So I, yeah. I try to not be on. Yeah. Yeah. You do yoga. I do. Yeah, I've seen you at yoga. And that has been very, very, very good for my mental health. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, when I was working, I always thought it was a bunch of hooey. Uh huh. Yeah. And, so did I. And, <laughs> and then I did it. It has helped me learn how to turn my brain off. I'm the kind of person that I sit down and my brain is going. It's yeah. going all the time. What should I, what am I going to do? What do I need to do? Yeah. Yep. I got to do the, 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 you know, and I can turn off my brain now. It's, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I've loved, I've always done yoga. I've been doing yoga without knowing it since I was a kid. I always was stretching and doing that stuff yeah. and like breathing. And then when I was in college and I first learned about yoga, I was like, oh my gosh. This is what I do. <laughs> so yeah. perfect. Yeah. Uh, and Michelle does a great job. She does a great job. She, and oh, I go to Kelsey's awesome. bar class because I, you know, Ooh, yeah. I need to be stronger. Yeah. Do you have a dog? I do. One dog? I have one dog. What's that dog's name? Bear. Bear. He's okay. a COVID dog. Oh, <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, does he I, like people? Yes. Okay. Some, I've heard some people who got a dog during COVID. Is he a, not real good with public? Bert. Bernese. He's a Bernadoodle. Bernadoodle. Yeah. yeah. Bernadoodle. Yeah. Okay. I think he's they like doodle. they like everybody. He loves women especially. I think because he's around me all the time. But he's loves kids, loves little nice. kids, and yeah. he loves elderly people. He's real gentle. Just a good dog. Yeah. And I think I don't know, I might take him to get therapy certified. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah, because he is just a a gentle, yeah, nice. I see Brad walking him all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I always can see Brad for some reason. <laughs> Brad probably doesn't know. I saw Brad just a little bit ago when I was. I did too. Yeah. Did you pass him when I you're did. on your. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't get here much longer before you got here yeah. and I passed him. And I wondered, I was like, well, I wonder if he knows that I'm late. 
to my own podcast. So Sue, what's the uh, what's the future hold? Well, that's a good question. Okay. Maybe you'll help me figure it out. Sure. Yeah, we can. We should so you know, that. I moved back, and i I didn't have um, I didn't have any kind of set plan about what I was going to do. I mm-hmm. and I was very busy. I would say the first couple <clears throat> years with yeah. house projects, being retired. Well, plus yeah. then COVID yeah. hit, COVID and you kind of just were yeah, everybody's chilling anyway. Yeah. So. I, I'm still figuring it out. I'll be honest. Sure. I this is the first time in my life I really didn't have, <laughs> you know, yes. a plan, and <laughs> or it's anything un- to do. Really, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's it's uncomfortable. But um, you know, I'm on the chamber board. You mentioned yeah. that I am yeah. on the chamber board. Uh, Brad's involved with historical society, so I I get involved that yeah. through that. Um. But and I I did get my substitute teaching license. Oh, you did. I subbed before COVID. Okay. Haven't subbed since COVID, um, but I still I keep my license up just in case. Yeah. Oh yeah. D- January. Well, plus fe- now you, basically anyone can sub. Yeah. Well, January, yeah. February, and March are really hard for me. Okay. Uh, you know, because it's there's just not as much outdoor time. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I'm looking for ways to be more involved in my community and yeah. make a difference with, you know, people. Yeah. You know, I've got years of mistakes and wisdom. And <laughs> yeah, you should do. Well, I, should. I, th- I think more importantly is, is it's you've got you've got years left. I do. I, yeah. got a lot, I tell people I have a lot of horsepower left. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, I think that's sure. fair. Yeah. But it's hard, you know, in. in I'm reading, I'm just starting to read this book about, you know, the second half of your life. Yeah. That's obviously what I'm in and being successful and happy Mm -hmm. in the second part of your life. So the thing you can't do is nothing, right? I mean, it's not good to just be like, oh, I'm just going to be retired. I could probably do nothing every day. I'm going to watch my soaps. I never turn the TV. I do watch (laughs) the Cleveland Browns, sadly. I I hate to think of how much time I've wasted watching the Cleveland Browns, but I'm a big fan. Three hours a week, 16 16 weeks a year (laughs) for the last last 23 years. All Browns fans (laughs) are subject to the sunk cost fallacy. It's like, I can't quit now. I've gone this far. Yes. I'm not going to If I stop now, they'll win. They'll win the Super Bowl. And I'll miss it. Yes. Yeah. You could do a podcast. Yeah. Brad and I have talked about that. You can yeah. come here and record it. <laughs> okay. Brian and I will record it for you, or I'll record it for you. Brian's busy. Brian, you're always busy. Don't blame this on me. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> this super is, busy. This is Actually, us. <laughs> today was my last day of golf for yeah. the season, so I've got a little, my, my time will free up, sadly. But. I don't, people think that I'm really busy. I, I'll, I'll tell you that. People. I think it's because you're out and about a lot. I, I mean, they see you. I, I see you in a lot of places, so that gives the perception that you're busy, but it's just because you're out and about a lot. I, maybe. You I'm know. not. I mean, I'm busy with work, but I don't. I don't hardly ever go out like on the weekends yeah. anymore. And you, but when I do, I see you. Who so. isn't busy? I don't understand how people aren't busy. Yeah. All there is is stuff to do. I know. Yeah. I helped before Kelsey opened Ford 88, I helped her chef put together they needed a HACCP plan for the health oh, department yeah. for the health department. Hold on, a what? HACCP. H A C C P. It's Hazard Analysis Critical Control. Oh my point. gosh, Brian's like getting so excited over there. <laughs> it's a quality program yeah. to ensure food safety uh-huh. plans. And um, 
yeah, just because of the way they're preparing um, some of their some of their meats. Um, oh yeah, Sous-vide. some of their proteins. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. They because it's in a vacuum sealed bag. Um, it's it's a reduced oxygen environment. Mm-hmm. It can promote. You know, if it's if it's not handled appropriately. Okay. So you just um, do it, hazard analysis. Is that? I mean, is that what you? put together a plan and basically yeah. it says if this happens then what do you do yeah, yeah. Oh, i see okay to ensure food, you know food yeah. safety and it has to be cooked to a certain temperature for a certain time it's a job and, hazard analysis and, with and yeah held at a certain time in the cooler and all that kind of stuff but anyway i helped her her chef with that for the health department and that was you know that was a lot of fun do you have a consulting business i do do you okay i do so i was are you a dbe are you a registered dbe no, uh, I, um, it's too bad. What's a DBE? <laughs> a disadvantaged business enterprise. Okay. Um, owned, I, female owned, like that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I was, thing. I did help us uh, with ball rikes. Okay. I oh. did help them with a couple of things, um, in Tiffin. Yeah. Ball rikes oh, in yeah. Tiffin. Um, so. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. um, I think we, I think we've covered it. Yeah, is there anything you want to, anything else you want to say or anything else you want to go over? Did we miss anything? I guess is the... I don't think we missed anything like in my life. Yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> I talked my life, you know. Well, but, it, it was fun having you. Well, uh, thanks. I'm glad you, I'm, I'm glad you had me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I hope that there's, if there's somebody I can help, if you know, you know, there's a kid at school that needs some help. Or advice or yeah you'd be good you should just come in and talk to like the deca kids about business opportunity you know but just about career opportunities there's so many jobs but nobody know you don't know you don't if you know live what in you Upper, don't know there's not yeah. a whole lot of jobs you know it's like there's no depend- th- yeah. there are a lot of different jobs but you don't really like know about that so i met more people in colorado that did things that i never knew existed oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah Right. Be, because by then people in Colorado were were working remote and they, and they were doing strange jobs that that you could live in Colorado and do and work anywhere so you may as well work well, in Colorado. Well and, and there were people that had XYZ degrees that were not working in XYZ yeah. businesses. Yeah. They they were doing ABC, you know, just something completely different from yeah. their, you know, just all yeah. kinds of yeah. things that you'd never you never think of. Right. Well, Sue, thank you yeah. for coming on. Thanks a lot. And we will definitely, I, I will have you come, I'm going to have you come in and talk to some high school kids. I will do that. <laughs> yeah, it'll be good. And we'll do some tasting too at the time, same time. What the, what the hell? Why don't I get to come to this? Yes. <laughs> anyway, we're off the rails <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah. We're trying to You're say goodbye. We're trying to say, say goodbye. goodbye. Yeah. All right. Okay, everybody, uh, thanks for listening. This has been our first episode <laughs> yeah. of season three. Sue, thank you very much for thanks. coming on. You're very welcome. It's been All real. Right. All right, it's been real. Ah, all right. Well, there was our episode with Sue Baker. I hope everybody enjoyed that one. Brian, I had fun. That was a good conversation. It was. She was a really exciting person. <laughs> fun to talk to. Yeah. She could have talked. Brian and I talked to her for a solid hour after that interview was over about all sorts of random stuff. I feel like yeah. we could have kept going. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I had to I had to cut it short because I had to leave because I was tired. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was yeah. bedtime. So, uh, yeah. So, but some good stuff uh, in there. You know, her mom, Carol Drew. Must have been a pretty cool lady. You really know, dynamic just a great woman. story. Uh, and then, you know, she talked about Betty Stein, her elementary teacher or her preschool teacher. And 
Um, you know, we got into Ohio State campus yep. and all that. That seems like that comes up uh, it de- does. decent yeah. amount. Uh, what about uh, the Camp Conger? Did you find anything out about Camp Conger? So Camp Conger is still around, yeah. Um, it, it's up by North Fairfield, which is a small town not too far from Willard, like northeast of Willard. Yeah, it's a lake. There's a lake there, isn't there? Uh, there I believe so. I, I don't know for sure if there's... I, I think I, it I don't is. Know the there's geography Lake well Conger enough, is okay. the lake up there, and then that's Camp. I Google Earthed it and saw okay. saw that, but I... Yeah. So, um, so, so it's yeah, it's still there. Okay, good. Yeah, um, which is, is cool. Okay. Up around Willard-ish area. Mm-hmm. Uh, she talked about... Oh, so we talked about the South School Tower. We did. Uh, yeah. So just a, just a little info here. So the front edition of South School was added in 1953. So that would have been before. Which is the current South School. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the tower was taken down in 1969. And the new... Uh, the the new edition opened in 1970, so I'm thinking that was that's what we're that that's when we're dealing with here yeah. when she was there. So that was kind of cool. I also Brian uh, did a little. I did, just checked out the story on the hot pockets. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, hot pockets were invented by brothers Paul and David um, Mirage or Mirag. It's M E R A G E. Marag or something like that. Paul and David Marag. They invented it uh, around 1977 and they they called their company Chef America. Sold to Nestle in 2002 for $2.6 billion. That's a nice chunk of change. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, Sue was a part of that. She didn't invent the Hot Pocket. She did not invent the Hot Pocket. And that's a myth that has been dispelled. (laughs) But she was involved in the acquisition of the hot and the figuring out how would they would make the hot pocket she's she's basically the one who brought the hot pocket into the nestle family of products yes so anyway that was cool and um yeah sue baker i thought it was awesome yep i hope everybody enjoyed it brian and i certainly enjoyed it and we will be back at you here in just a few weeks uh with a new guest for you is it a guest yep okay the next one. Oh, that's right yeah okay uh yep so betsy bowen betsy bowen's gonna come on and talk about uh the old mission church and actually just native american uh activity in this area in general she's got a wealth of knowledge on all that stuff so we'll get into that in the next episode sounds good all right everybody we'll see you soon it's been real been real